Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of Wilms tumor from the oncology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this topic with a clinical snapshot. A two-year-old girl is brought to the emergency room after her mother discovers a mass in the girl's abdomen while bathing. The girl occasionally cries when urinating, but is otherwise asymptomatic without any abdominal pain. On exam, she is found to be hypertensive. There is a palpable, non-tender mass on the right side which does not cross the midline. A chest radiograph is ordered to assess for lung involvement. This is a case of Wilms tumor. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with an introduction about this topic. Wilms tumor is an embryonal malignancy of the kidney. It is also known as nephroblastoma. In terms of the epidemiology, it is the most common renal tumor of childhood. It is seen in otherwise healthy children less than four years of age. With respect to the pathogenesis, it involves a loss of function mutation of the tumor suppressor genes WT1 or WT2. This corresponds to the Wilms tumor 1 gene and Wilms tumor 2 gene. Associated conditions include Wagger syndrome and Beckwith-Wiedemann syndrome. Wagger syndrome includes Wilms tumor, aniridia, genitourinary anomalies, and retardation. Beckwith-Wiedemann syndrome involves overgrowth including macrosomia, macroglossia, hemihyperplasia, organomegaly, abdominal wall defects, embryonal tumors, and neonatal hypoglycemia. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of Wilms tumor. There would be an abdominal mass in a previously healthy asymptomatic child. Symptoms include fever, hematuria, dysuria, constipation, and abdominal pain. Physical exam findings include palpable, painless abdominal mass that does not cross the midline and hemihypertrophy of the kidney due to increased vascular demands. You would also notice hypertension due to renin secretion, and some present with aniridia. In terms of a diagnostic evaluation, you would perform an abdominal ultrasound, radiography or CT to detect lung metastases, and tissue diagnosis after surgical resection. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the main differentials to consider here would be neuroblastoma, polycystic kidney disease, and other primary renal malignancies. Let's now discuss the treatment of Wilms tumor. Standard therapy involves nephrectomy and chemotherapy. Post-surgical management would involve screening for recurrence with abdominal ultrasound every three months. And lastly, let's discuss the prognosis, prevention, and complications of Wilms tumor. In terms of the prognosis, there's a better prognosis with younger age. The overall five-year survival rate is greater than 90%. With respect to the prevention, genetic counseling based on family history is recommended. And finally, in terms of complications, the main complications of Wilms tumor are nephropathy, hypertension, and renal failure. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A three-year-old girl is brought to her pediatrician with two days of fever and abdominal pain. She has also been crying and complaining of pain while urinating. 
She was born at term without incident and was previously healthy at regular checkups. On presentation, her temperature is 102.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 39 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 137 over 85 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 122 per minute and respirations are 24 per minute. Physical exam reveals a palpable, painless abdominal mass that does not cross the midline. Which of the following additional findings would be associated with this patient's disorder? 1. 1122 chromosome translocation. 2. Aniridia. 3. Ashleaf spots. 4. Epstein Barr virus. Or 5. Opsoclonus myoclonus. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, aniridia. This patient with fever, abdominal pain, dysuria, hypertension, and an abdominal mass that does not cross the midline most likely has Wilms tumor. Wilms tumor is associated with aniridia. Remember, Wilms tumor is an embryonal malignancy of the kidney that is the most common renal tumor of childhood. It is seen in children under the age of 4 and presents with fever, abdominal pain, dysuria, and hypertension due to the ectopic production of renin. Physical exam in these patients will reveal a palpable abdominal mass that does not cross the midline, which distinguishes this tumor from neuroblastoma, which does cross the midline. Wilms tumors can be seen in syndromic forms such as Wagger syndrome, which also includes aniridia, genitourinary abnormalities, and mental retardation. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, 1122 chromosome translocation is associated with Ewing sarcoma, which is a childhood cancer that would present as a tumor in the bone rather than an abdominal mass. Answer choice 3, Ashleaf spots are associated with tuberous sclerosis, which can present with soft tissue tumors, however this patient does not have any of the classic findings of tuberous sclerosis. Answer choice 4, Epstein-Barr virus is associated with Burkitt lymphoma, however this tumor is not associated with dysuria or hypertension. And finally, answer choice 5, Opsoclonus myoclonus is associated with neuroblastomas, however this tumor would cross the midline as opposed to Wilms tumor which does not cross the midline. In summary, Wilms tumor presents in children under 4 years of age with fever, abdominal pain, dysuria, hypertension, and an abdominal mass and can be associated with aniridia, genitourinary abnormalities, and mental retardation in Wagger syndrome. And that's all for this review about Wilms tumor. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.